No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Sweet, amazing, and weird. No simple road family. It's Aaron coming to you from the porch. It's cold outside. It's nighttime. It's fall. It's Portland. Oh shit! It's cold out here. But you know what? I love it. I love the cold. There's nothing better than fall and winter to me. Like 
I don't know if it's because of my birthday is this time of the year or what, but like sitting outside with a warm drink and a, wearing a jacket with like a blanket over you. Dude, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Anyway, business stuff. I'm going to keep this intro super short this week because we got a really cool interview for you. Um, we interviewed Chuck Hughes, who is one of my heroes in art. Uh, did some of the art for Grateful Dead tour back in 94. He's made a myriad of shirts. Some of them still sell on Liquid Blue. Look him up. Uh, we'll put some links to his art and put up pictures of some of his stuff at nosimpleroad.com. Um, but first of all, the working man's No Simple Road stuff. So if you're listening to me right now and you can hear my voice... Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. You're already doing it right now, unless you're listening to us from the website. So you're already doing it right now. So pick up your phone or go on your laptop or whatever you're doing. Go to that thing that you're listening to the show from. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review and leave us some stars. You guys, those five-star reviews and the actual word reviews that you guys leave are the biggest thing you can do to help the show besides a monetary help. Um, those reviews get us up in the rankings and they help more people find out about the show. And it's super important and it only takes a second and it's not that big of a deal and it's free. And I'm asking, you know, it's family, asking family. So come on, pick up the phone, tap on the keyboard. You can do it. Then it's getting to be Christmas time and, you know, Big Brother and the Machine tell us that we need to buy presents for each other at this time of the year. And if you don't buy presents for somebody, then they look at you like, whatever, dick, you didn't buy me a Christmas present. Or like, you know, you, you bring a pumpkin pie to somebody's house and like you bought that at freaking Safeway down the street five minutes before you got here. Don't be that guy this year. You know, come on. If we're going to do this Christmas thing or this Hanukkah thing or whatever thing. If you're going to get somebody something, do it right, man. Come on. So anyway, half of you folks out there probably use Amazon already. We have that Amazon link on our nosimpleroad.com website. If you go to our website and you go down to the bottom of the page, there's that link. And if you click through that link, whatever you're going to buy on Amazon, they send a small percentage of that. And that's a really cool way for you to support the show by doing something you are going to do anyway. So you can... Go over to the website, go to the link, click through there, buy your toilet paper and your bazooka and your thing of gravy and your zip ties and your legs, pantyhose and the egg. And we get a little piece of that. And that's really cool. It's a way for you to help out the show. And, you know, it's all about us helping each other out. And then... Also, we have our Instagram at No Simple Road. Go over there, follow us on there. I try and post there every day. Something weird, strange, new and different. And you can find out when, you know, shows are coming out and all that. And last but not least is Patreon. And we do have a new Patreon subscriber this week. Josie, rock on, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the love. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Now... Patreon is a cool thing if you don't know about it. Uh, it's a way for you to support the show monthly. Now, I know that sounds weird, and there's a million things that we pay for monthly. We pay for Netflix monthly and, you know, Hulu and whatever else you do. Uh, this is a way for you to help us out, man. This show, it takes money to do it cost for hosting. It costs to do this, the flyers and get the printing done and make stickers and shirts and microphones and whatever else 
and it's just a reality of the time. And so this is a way for you to reach out and monthly give a little something back to the show that's given to you every week. Um, you can give as little as a, as a buck and as much as a hundred bucks or more. I mean, if you really wanted to give more, that's cool too. We're not going to say no, you know, if you're that crazy and you want to give us 10 grand every month to do our thing, we'll make this show fucking badass. But you know, you can give a buck, a buck a month and that, you know, I don't know what that comes out to is per day, but it's pennies and yeah, it's a thing that you can do to help out no simple road. So yeah, that's the thing. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And that's the business this week. That was easy. See, that was super painless, man. You turned on the podcast. You're going to sit down and listen to us again. And you're like, oh, fuck. I got to listen to Aaron go through this whole thing of a Patreon and Instagram and talk about a stupid Amazon thing over again. Guess what? I'm done. Well, not really. I'm not really done. I have one more thing. So living here in Portland, there's this cool radio station, KBOO, KBOO. And on Sundays, they have this really awesome Grateful Dead and Friends, it's called, Radio Hour, where they play like old Grateful Dead stuff. They they pick out some really amazing shows. And I just think it's cool, man. Like you get to hear Grateful Dead on the radio without subscribing to Satellite. Like we didn't have that in Vegas. So, yeah, it's something really cool. Every Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time on 90.7 FM here in Portland or 91.9 FM in Hood River and 100.7 FM in the Willamette Valley. And then you can also find them at kboo.fm. They're fucking awesome. You guys should go check them out. And um, I mean it this time. So I'm done that you don't have to listen to any more of my rambling bullshit or plugs or any of that. You're going to get to hear an interview now. So, without further ado, this week, one of my artistic heroes and really, really cool guy, man. You guys are going to dig this. I give you the illustrious, the incredible, the talented, the amazing, the stupendous and wonderful Chuck Hughes. Well, hello. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. So I can't see us. Can you see us? I cannot see you yet. Hold on, hold on. Let me see here. Oh, here we Let go. Me look here we go. Boom. Are you good? Okay, now yeah, I see you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, Chuck. So this is Melanie. Hey, Melanie. How's it going? Nice. Great. Nice to meet you and check you out. And I've been checking out your art the last couple days. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you're... Take a look at it. That's good. And, yeah, and man. I'm happy that it's worthy of a, of a look. That's good. Heck For yeah, sure it's worthy it is. as a look. Fuck it's a yeah. little bit more worthy than just a look. <laughs> I just, um, I'd never heard of you before. So I started, um, you know, what's... Um, Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe told us about you. And I'm a huge fan because that's it looks a lot like um, some stuff that Aaron really is into and he does himself. So I'm, I totally appreciate your artwork. Well, that makes me feel really good. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's that's super cool. So, Chuck, um, are you familiar with the show at all? Have you listened since we spoke or no? Man, I have. I have been, uh, I'm in, I live between the boonies and like I'm constantly <laughs> working at, uh, you know, working at construction sites and uh, places out, out away from Wi-Fi. And, uh, I, I just got into a place today and they said, Hey, we've got Wi-Fi and I didn't get the password. And, uh, 
so the cell phone activity or the cell phone stuff is the way I've been going. But no, I have not. I haven't uh, had a chance to check it out, and that's a bummer. Oh no, it's all good. So the reason I ask is I'll, I'll tell you about what what the vibe is. So we're as you can see, we're sitting outside right now. We're out here on our porch, and it's you know um, November in the Pacific Northwest, and it's cold. And you know the way the show started is us um having family and friends over to the house and before we ever even bought a microphone we would sit out on the porch out here and have these conversations smoke balls and just you know at one point melanie said to me she's like we should start a podcast you should start a podcast about the grateful dead because i toured back in the 90s i got into the dead in 80 end of 88 into 89 and did tour spring tour from 91 i that's when i jumped on and finished touring in about 93 94 and so they were like you know you should start a podcast about the grateful dead and so we did and um, i kind of told my story about like how i got turned on and then my best friend who also lives here in the house with us told his story about me coming back shot out of a cannon about this band that changed my life and uh and then (laughs) You know, Melanie and I told a little bit about our thing, and then it's just grown from there, man. It's there's been this response to this show that we didn't expect, and it was just us being us and talking and sharing stuff that would have only been heard if you were here at the house, and now it's become this thing. And I've I've actually been able to interview some of my heroes and stuff through this thing. It's fucking amazing. Like, I'm an I'm an artist too, and. I never felt like my art was worthy to be out there. It was like this weird trip I had. And this podcast has become my art. And it's it's really cool. So getting to talk to you is, is a big deal for me. I have known about your work. I I wore that shirt, <laughs> the banjo playing skeleton, back in the 90s, man. Like, what a fucking yeah. weird full circle trip, you know? <laughs> totally, man. I still get a buzz yeah. every time I see somebody wearing it. It's like, whoa. I mean, there's still two shirts that are floating around. That one and uh, one that's just like a through a, a liquid blue that um, uh, Club Dead, they were starting to liquidate that you know, after Jerry passed. And they were like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see if they want some of these things. And they took two of them, and they're still selling them. And it's like every month, man, I get this, you know, get a little paycheck. And I mean, a little t- you know, it's not that big. It's 100 bucks or something, but every single time it's like oh crap what am i gonna do how am i gonna get this money today and it's like Bing, here you go grateful dad i love you you know <laughs> just like they continue to bless me you know year after year and it's just yeah man it's it's a trip it's, it's all been a trip yeah but uh, that's so, so cool so that you're Chuck, yeah um sorry to interrupt i just um i'm oh. curious like where's your beginnings with the grateful dead i uh, clearly you're an artist and and you know you were you're so relevant in the nineties and still today, but where was your beginning with the band? Hey, it was like in the, uh, I was getting, let's see, I guess 85 is when I got out of high school and started finding out that, uh, I might, I might like these guys maybe, but, uh, it was one of those things where I was like, <laughs> how come they got such a cool name, man? They, they sound like, like country music, you know? And I uh, went from the, from being this little punk rock, rock and roller kid to, Turning around and being like, "Wow, man, these guys, there's something to this," you know. And it was it was a combination of you know, like going to shows and finding people that were just like the ultimate cool people and being like, "Wow, you're a deadhead too! Wow, cool!" You know, and, and start growing a little bit of time. And 
started like intertwining my art with it and saying, okay, well, I want to go to these shows. There's like show three shows in uh, at, at the Omni in, in, in Atlanta, and I really want to be there, and I can't afford it, so I'm going to make some shirts. You know, I made like, started out making like 12 shirts, you know, I mean, just, you get a batch of 12 done for a reasonable price, and uh, I would go out there. I mean, I, I was working at a, uh, a, screen, a screen print place, and so they were letting me, like they were giving me all these cuts saying, all right, well, if you do the work yourself, if you pull the squeegee yourself, you know, you do all these things, we'll cut, you know, we'll give you all these cut rate prices. And so I was able to make enough money uh, just selling those 12 shirts to be able to, like, afford three nights of shows plus party supplies, you know, and, and make yeah. some gas. But uh, after a while, in the 90, uh, 1990s, when I, uh, I was graduating from, from Auburn University, and uh, there was a tour coming through, and I was like, man... I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all out. Make like 72 shirts, you know, and was making uh, you know, like front and back on them, trying to make them look as cool as possible. And they looked great, but the problem was, I put the words "Grateful Dead" across the chest and you know up, up between the shoulder blades. And uh, that year, that they were they were busting everybody in the parking lot. I mean, it's like anybody that had anything that was like considered a copyright infringement, you know, was like, you know, I'm sorry, man, you're going to have to sign this federal injunction stating that if we, if we bust you again in, the, in this, you know, in this vicinity, you're coming with us to jail. And it was like, oh, yeah. And so I ended up, uh, you know, I got, got busted. I guess I got busted twice that weekend. And one of the guys was like, uh, he was, uh, it was like, I, I somehow made it to the first night, but the second night, when I got busted again, the one guy just said something like, well, quit stealing from the band and work for the band. You know, and I was like, what? You know, I was like, what? the band doesn't need me, man. You know, there's like a million artists that are want to be working for this band. And uh, he was like, you never know. I mean, he was like the coolest, like, the coolest bust I ever had or whatever, because <laughs> he, right. he was a sweet guy. He was, he was obviously a head, you know, and he was like, man, this is beautiful work, but we can't let you sell it. Sorry, dude, you know, and. I was like, well, you want one? You can take it, you know? And he's like, well, I'd like to take one. But, you know, I was like, this is illegal or whatever. And I was like, all right, whatever. Now, on the way home, uh, I happened to stop by. Uh, I mean, I was living in Birmingham at that time after after Auburn. And, uh, I mean, I, I was going to the shows for a while. And, but uh, after Auburn, I needed a little break because uh, we were we were living in, uh, in, in a bunch of cow fields. And uh, there's nothing but mushrooms and things growing around out there i mean you know and basically you, you learn the hard way on a lot of things and you know you can you can abuse things but you can't abuse mother nature i mean you know she'll she'll hit you back and so i was well like <laughs> <laughs> thank you but uh, i was on my way back from the shows in atlanta and i went through uh, little five points in in atlanta and uh there was a, a place that uh, was called uh, unidentified flying objects and they had frisbees and dead shirts and all sorts of stuff in there. And so I stopped in and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I've got a handful of these. <laughs> I've got I've got several of these shirts, and I can't sell them." And she she said, "Well, these are beautiful, but unfortunately, they're not licensed, so I can't sell them either. But I'll buy two of them to give you some gas money, you know." And I was like, "That's cool. That's all I need, really." Uh, but she was like, "Well, here, you know, here's a phone number. I got a friend named Tom Stack out in San Francisco who uh, who runs Club Dead." And uh, he's looking for artists. And so maybe you ought to send him some stuff. Send him this shirt and show him what you can do. And I was like, oh, wow, cool, yeah. And so I sent it out there just sort of thinking, well, maybe there's a chance. You know, and he called me back like, you know, two days after he got it. I was like, dude, this looks good. We should uh, work together on a couple couple venues that are coming up. And uh, he had like four or five artists. And it was, uh, it was basically, you know, Club Dead and Not Fade Away Graphics and Grateful Graphics. And there was like, like a total of five of them or something that would all cater. 
every time there was a show, you know, a, a show that was coming up or a tour that was on its way, they would, you know, uh, uh, Club Dead would take all their stuff and, you know, line them up on the wall and not fade away graphics would do the same thing. Everybody had their stuff in the same room and they had Bill and Phil walk through and be like, mm, that one, that one, that one. And this one's the tour shirt. And wow. so I started out. Yeah, man. I, but I, I never, I mean, I was never, I never got to see any of that because I was in Alabama at the time. And uh, he would he'd call me back and be like, hey, man, we got one. We got one for uh, Madison Square Garden. And I was like, woohoo! You know, but the problem was, I mean, back then, you know, you had to, uh, when you drew, drew a shirt, you had to go back and, you know, literally color separate everything yourself, you know, like cut everything, cut all the lines out and stuff. Unless you had a way, you know, like Tom and the, Tom Stack and those guys had been doing shirts for a long time. So they were able they were able to let me uh, send in a draw, you know, line art drawing and then flap a piece of uh, tracing paper over the top that had the colors and stuff on it. And then they, they right. would mimic it from that. And uh, that was, yeah, man, that's the, when I started working with those guys, that's when it started to blossom a little bit for me. Because it's like, you know, I would make it to a set of shows from like, you know, uh, yeah, pretty much the, the the southeast southeastern corner where it was like uh, Charlotte down through. Uh, I made it to one uh, new new uh, New Orleans show, Orleans show. Uh, but it's like the Alabama. Yeah, I made the, the the one in Alabama, the Birmingham one uh, was the one I finally got to go backstage for the first time, and uh, that was that was amazing. I got to meet got to meet uh, the Bear was back there. Uh, Mr. Owsley oh, was standing shit. around. He had a hurt toe, and I was standing there with his cane. Right, I mean, uh, Tom was saying, "There's this guy, there's that guy." He said, "There's a bear right there." I was like, "What? Really?" I wanted to go talk to him, and he was like, "Oh, but just don't talk to him about belt buckle. Belt buckles are his thing right now, man. He can't. He will. He will pin you down until you buy one." And I was like, "I'll buy one, whatever." He's like, "Just don't talk about belt buckle buckle from bear right now." Shit, yeah. No shit. (laughs) But I mean, someone was. He would have like a Johnny Cash belt buckle, or you know, he'd have something he got from somewhere. And it was like, ah, oh, you know, I got to talk to him for about five minutes, you know, just silly stuff. And he kind of said, hey, check out my belt buckle. And I was like, mm, oh, oh, okay, cool. And about that time, the, I had a, my girlfriend that was with me at that time started hitting me in the back. And I was just like, dude, stop it, stop it. You know, and it's like, she's like, bam, she like finally got, you know, hit me hard. And I turned around and Jerry had just walked like five feet, you know, right beside us and had oh. walked past, turned around and see, you know, full view of his back. And I was like, Oh, you know, well, it turned around and and the bear was gone. He had disappeared. I mean, like he's like a, like a ninja or something, man. It was that was the moment where it was like, oh no! But uh, uh, Vince Wellnick was uh, hitting on my girlfriend later, so I thought that was pretty cool too. I was like, yeah. that is cool. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> so, what I'm curious about, so, okay. You did the art for the band, like that's yeah. But so I, before you even get into that, like um, you had some pretty cool stuff. If they're picking it out of a lineup, yeah. like what was your inspiration for some of those pieces? You know, it's um, uh, well the the one for the 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 fall tour one was the only one that uh, he was just saying, you know, hey man, just you know, submit whatever whatever feels good to you for for a fall tour. The other ones he was saying, I you know, here's what I kind of think we should do. You know, he was kind of trying to give me uh like a you know. I feel like this will look good. Maybe you should try this or whatever. You know, trying to like sort of give me some guidelines to sort of follow somewhat. Okay. So it's sort of like illustration work with the music on. But uh, that fall tour piece was the one where it was just like, I feel like maybe it should look like this. I started just doing doodles and stuff. And it was like, ooh, this is cool. And it, as I got into that doodle, 
you know, it's like the, the more the music was playing and the more I was connecting with it and stuff, I was just thinking, wow. damn, this piece is, this is going to be all right. I'm, I, I you, like it. You know? you know what, Chuck, in my experience, so you and I come from similar backgrounds. Like I was this punk rock kid. I hated the Grateful Dead. They sounded like bad country music. And I went to my first show and got dosed and ditched and they're playing feel like a stranger. And I'm standing there in a misfits t-shirt and I, I fucking lost my shit, man. Like I, I, I decided I want to know everything about this. Like this is, I'm home. I found my, I found my tribe. And, but the thing, the thing that I noticed with them is that, so how do I put this? The artwork is such a part of the music right before i knew the dead i was attracted to the artwork because there's a certain style that goes along with the dead and right you know there's that grateful dead ish style stuff and you still see it today other bands have taken it and ran with it but it didn't really mean anything and then after my first show when i would look at the artwork i would be like oh that's what that means that's what that's about <laughs> or like like even the cover of I think it's American Beauty, uh, the Grateful yeah. Dead. The word, the words Grateful Dead spell out we yeah. ate the acid on top and like all these hidden things and just the skeletal imagery and all that stuff started to mean so much to me. And it seemed like it was like this thing that had always been there. And then once I was turned on to the band, now it made sense. Now it was totally. this thing. And I've yeah. never gotten to t- I've never gotten to talk to an artist that did any of that for me, you know, and find out like like Melanie just asked you, like, what's the inspiration? How how do you get inside of that thing to to pull it out of that matrix into reality to where it has like that that two sided thing where it doesn't mean anything when you're sober. But if you're high on acid or tripping on shrooms or whatever, now this thing means everything in the whole wide world. Like is that, that intentional is on your is that intentional on your part or is that a just a thing? You know, I mean, I think in the early right when I started, uh, one of my favorite. I mean, uh, Rick Griffin was like the man. I mean, he I, I I could not get enough of his artwork, and I think at, at first I kept feeling like, man, it needs to look like his. It needs to feel like his. But I wasn't really a good. I wasn't a good illustrator like that. I mean, it was more like, uh, you know, I had to come up with something that was like my version of his or you know at, at first but i kind of i got to the point where once you start listening to the music i mean putting on headphones was the was the, the clincher for me because uh i think having the headphones on and not being able to be distracted that was the huge that was the the turning point or something because i think you know leaving those headphones on and just listening and, and thinking and feeling like wow man i bet this show was incredible to be at you know and and feeling all the the vibes and stuff that were happening there, you know that the, the, the you could hear the crowd, you know, Wah! you know when they when they do something extra special, you'd feel it. And I started thinking, man, it feels like this. This is the way. I, maybe maybe I need to work like this, or you know, like this tree needs to be more you know trippier. I need this tree to be cooler, you know, and, and not worrying about <laughs> should it look like you know my favorite Chuck, artist. How do you make art. a tree look trippier? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you see, like that the the uh, the the way this like the that orange tree had like extra little like a little like a lion and a wolf and a, and a you know eagle and you know, it was like adding yeah. little things that were, were a little bit more in depth than just a regular tree, you know. 
And then uh, later on, it got to be the point where you start thinking, wow, man, I wonder if I could hide like a bolt up in there and make it, or like hide the, uh, the steely face down ah, at the bottom. So it got in intentional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and that was the thing where I, I started noticing in the, in the lots before I figured out half the stuff I figured out later or whatever, I would walk around on certain nights. I'd be like, wow, man, everything is, you know, every, you know, everything's beautiful. Everything's incredible. But you'd see this one or two pieces that had like, you could tell it was a regular picture, but when you get up close to it, everything was making faces and everything was connecting and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, this can't just be the asset. There's got to be something else. Or there's got to be some some knowledge that I'm, that I'm lacking or something that I understand, but I can't quite figure it out or whatever. And I think I probably sat down for like the last two years of college. I mean, we had a band and we the band would jam. And after the show, we'd be up until dawn or whatever. And about two or three hours into the party, they'd all be trying to get drunk and I would sneak off to my room and put on the black lights and draw. And, you know, after a while, I'd start being like, hey, this face could turn into two faces or if I make these three faces smoosh together, it turns into one big face or, you know, I'm playing with that and trying to sort of emulate what I'd, what I'd seen in the, in the, in the lots because it was like, I agree. I mean, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you figure that out or how does that, how does that come about, yeah. you know? And it's just yeah. like, you know, I, I, if you, if, if a trip's going really well, I mean, you can walk outside and look down at the uh, the gravel, and it's like, you know, it's a piece of art. You're looking at it going, Yes, what? oh, yeah. Absolutely. Who arranged all these stones look like that? That's crazy, you know? <laughs> I've come in and asked people before, like, did you did you set that stuff up out there? And they're like, what? You know, and it's like, yo, come here, let me show you. And I show it to them, they'd be like, oh, no, no, that's just you, man, or that's just, you know, that's, that's Mother Nature, man, or whatever it was, and it was like, Right. You know, and you'd remember little bits and pieces of that later. It would be like, hey, maybe if I make these pebbles that are at the bottom of the the picture look a little, you know, a, a little different, and try to like make a little bit more of a symmetry to them, or some sort of a, you know, a little kaleidoscope type of effect or something, um, then maybe it'll do that same thing to other people, you know. And there's a thing like I think, too. Now that we're talking about it, and I'm thinking about it more, like. Whatever that thing is with the dead and music and psychedelics, when you're in that space and and it's happening, that's a place. And that place kind of leaves footprints for us to follow in reality. You know what I'm saying? And so I think what you're doing is like learning to read those footprints and kind of like, you know, you said you laid the tracing paper over yours to color separate. Like you're color separating the trip into your art. You know what I'm saying? Like bringing that shit back. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fucking cool, man. With any band, but most like again with the Grateful Dead, there's this thing. It's so we're you're bringing back parts of these trips and and like freezing them in time in these in these images. And I wonder, like, what do you think the imagery with the skeleton is? What what, what is that to you? I'm I'm curious because I know what it means for me, but I, I want to yeah. see if we if we connect. <clears throat> Right on, man. Well, you know, I mean, I remember there being some story about how they came up with, the, you know, the name The Grateful Dead. Or, you know, they, you know, with with, uh, with it having to do back with, uh, you know, the, the ancient Book of the Dead, you know, and that uh, someone had helped someone. Like, a, there, was a, there was a person that was dead on the side of the road or something, and someone had come about, you know, said, oh, man, you know, this is disrespectful to leave someone laying here like this. I'm going to, you know, bury them or whatever they did. I can't remember how that story went, but something had happened. Like, they showed a kindness to someone who is already gone, you know, and right. as a result that, that, you know, it's like, I, I know there's a lot of, uh, like, you know, 
there's a lot of songs that are that have that you know uh, must have been the roses or the you know anything like along the lines that have like a little touch of uh, you know a little touch of uh, maybe darkness in there, but at the same time though they have that there's still a, an uplifting quality to it. Or there's something about I don't know, man. I think that having that skeleton you know is bare bones. You know, you get down to like the steely. You know, it's like that. It leaving that head open with the uh, with the uh, the lightning bolt. And nowadays, I mean, everybody, you know, they, they kind of let it go to where you take the bolt out of there and put anything you want in there, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's sort of a good yeah. metaphor or assimilation. Or what do you call that? Assimilation or symbolism metaphor. or something like. That. Yeah, metaphor is good. How about you, man? How do you feel, or what? Did, how do you connect with that? So I, I think that, like, in my experience, when I first went to the show, it was really hard for me to let go of myself and dance, right? I had a real hang up about moving my body. I don't know what yeah. it was. And for me, like that skeleton symbolized letting go of my body and just letting the inside come out and yeah. being free to move because a skeleton isn't isn't restricted by the muscles, the tendons, and all those things. The that, color, yeah, either. yeah. It's not restricted by anything, <laughs> and it's and it's free to move. And also, like bone itself, if you tap on bone, it vibrates, right? So bones <laughs> receive that vibration from the band, you know. So I felt like yeah. when I was when I'm high at a show, and I drop my bullshit baggage now i'm just this skeleton that's free to move inside the sonic soup that they're creating for me and i can do my thing and the steal your face has really like almost become like a religious thing for me in in a lot of ways dude so i know how it came about like they needed to find a way to uh identify their equipment backstage when they were doing festivals and one of the guys in the crew saw um an advertisement for an electrician and it was a lightning bolt and he was like hey i could just make a lightning bolt stencil and spray that on all the all the anvil cases and we'll have a way to show it backstage and um then it became the bolt and then it became the steely well so this it was this lightning bolt but even from the beginning of my trip of with the dead I never saw it as a lightning bolt. I always saw it as a crack, like an open mind. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, uh, and, and also like, so there's red and there's blue and then you have the, the bolt itself. And it was like the American version. So red, white, and blue, right? The American version of an open mind. And then the, like the duality of good and evil, all in the same thing, but open to all of it. Almost and, like a yin-yang, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. ready to receive that thing. And, and I mean, I got a Steely sticker on my car, and I feel like that thing, just that image of the Steely, has so much in it for me. Like when I look at that, I remember... 30 years of tripping with this yeah. band, you know, what I mean? and all of it's contained in there. And so it's become this like super powerful, weird thing in my life that has followed me around and your art too. I mean, it's a trip to, to have this imagery that means so much to us and, and we wear it on our bodies while we're high and we look at it when we're tripping and when we're not, and we, carried around it's imbued with like this psychic vibration of all of that and 
to be able to pull that out like you do, where you can move your hand and, you know, like you said, I just look at the tree and I'm like, oh, look, there's a face here. I'm going to make this face go into another face. And those three faces make another face. And I'm going to put the steely down here in the rocks because you know that there's going to be dudes like out like out there like me. They're going to see that shit and it's going to get us off. And that dude, there's nothing better than that to me. Thank, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, I, knowing that there's people that can see the details. I mean, if you, if you take the time to put a bunch of details in there, a lot of people are like, oh, no one will ever even see that. You know, and it's like, mm, I don't know. You know, I, mean, I know a lot of people that, that take the time to look at those details because they're probably, you know, they're they're looking for something. Or maybe there's a chance that they're waiting for something to jump out, you know. And and that's, yeah, man, I, I, I hear you. I, I'm, I'm thankful that people do care enough to look. It's a really um, beautiful counterpart to the music, right? So the music, it stimulates the ears and your art definitely is stimulating to our visual sense. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. I, I'm, I spent the last 11 years, uh, instead of following a band, I've been following like the, the, uh, the festival circuit and uh, going and I'll set up between the two stages and uh, I've switched over after after Jerry passed away. I was or after Jerry Garcia passed. Away, I don't know him, so I can't really. I feel like I shouldn't call him by his first name sometimes, you know. But uh, after he passed away, I was I was working on a uh, uh, an amusement park, like painting a, the rides on the amusement park, and went from there to like doing murals and stuff. And I just sort of I, I thought, man, you know, for a little while there was no there was no hope or something. It was like, oh no, you know, we've lost we lost a band, you know, and. Then I looked around. It's like, oh shoot! You know, everything else I was start, starting to like. You know, I was grafted. I grafted into fish during college and stuff, and uh, string cheese, and you know, widespread panic, and all these things. It's like Mikey had died from widespread panic. String cheese was about to call it quits. The fish had broken up for the first or second time. You know, everything is just going downhill, and I was just like, you know, oh my gosh, man! You know, I spent all this time learning how to draw, trying to get to that point where I could touch what I was looking for. You know, or get to that. You know, get it to the point where I could hand it to someone who could get it to the people that that want it or something. You know, and I just felt like everything was going down. So I played uh, played the uh, the different card of like working with uh, paintbrushes, and it sort of like grew from you know I I got to the point where I, I was so tired of painting Bambi or painting things for people that uh, that you know other people say here's what I want this is what I want you know and when the music was playing I found that if I could just turn off my head and just go with the flow and play that it will it, the music will see it through every time you know as long as you know you know the there's only a certain amount of time and uh at the end of the it, it, it you know when the, the band says okay it's our last song or whatever it's like the cue to like hey break out of the trance man and, and pay attention to what you've been doing because you know you yeah. got one song left <laughs> and that would be the only time i'd do any thinking you know, the rest of it it's like if you if you're not thinking you're not judging it you're not worrying about it you're not thinking you know you're just, you're just flowing with the music and it's like you know back to that shake your bones type thing you know where it's like if you can dance into it and play and just like play i mean that's the whole thing is about you know have fun and play i mean it's like things even if the music's a little you know darker or something like that as long as you're playing and and still having fun even if it's a darker sort of thing i've, I've always uh, given it a little bit more of a smile or like you know if, uh, if there's a scary looking tree or something, I'll give it you know an umbrella or something you know, to sort of like break it out of that. Uh, you know, oh that that's scary. That's a scary tree. It's like no, is it? Because look at that. He's he's got an umbrella. I mean, he's a funny tree. Maybe you know. It's like <laughs> how scary can a tree with an umbrella really be? I mean, come on. <laughs> I just imagine you like using your paintbrush as like a magic wand. 
Yeah, or it's like the like bird drumstick sometimes. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Because it's yeah, you, you can flutter between like you know. You're, I like to play with the beat, you know, and I'm, I'm doing grass or whatever. But then it's like when they're doing some sort of solo. I mean, you can like you know, you, you can go up to the clouds and play with the clouds instead, and just flow with whatever they're doing. And you know, it's like, and as long as you're playing, uh, then you know, you can't go wrong. So that's good. So are you are you you're doing live painting now at festivals? I have been uh, for the last eleven years, but I've kind of gotten to the point now where I've got I've got two young kids, or you know, one's uh, one is five and the other one's eight, and uh, they've grown up with me being gone four days and home three. And uh, this last year, uh, we well, we, we uh, yeah, kind of moved into a new a new setting where it's like we've got two loving households instead of one that was frustrated. Uh, so we've grown Probably up understandable. into understandable. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, it, uh now okay, so I just like added five things to that conversation in one second. So what was what was the question? <laughs> no, just do it doing live paintings at the, well, yeah, at the shows. Like just, yeah. I guess kind of like even the birth of it. So like was this like an idea that you always had, you know, to do it live or is, nope. did it just like come about? Yeah, it, what came about, uh, it was it was almost a joke. Uh, there was a guy that was putting on a, fe- a brand new festival. We had we had a local sort of Grateful Dead group that's called the Big Woo uh, that went through a hard time, and they they were about to break up. And they, every year they had had the um, the first festival of the year was a Memorial Day festival type thing at a place called Harmony Park. And uh, that's what we call it home. When we go there, Wookie Foot and uh, all these bands are you know had taken care of this thing. Do you know those guys? Dude, uh, I just we, found. We just okay, we just got them. turned on to Wookie Foot by Joe. <laughs> That's my, awesome. They are my favorite. They are my favorite new thing that I found. I've listened to them every single day since I have found out about them. That is awesome, yeah. man. It, it, you know, the old stuff is the the new stuff is. I'd say it's just as good as the old stuff. I mean, yeah, it's all I, great. I, 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 I'm, those are the only guys I tour with now, really, because I mean, they're they're my buds, and they 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 took care of me after that festival thing that I was about to tell you about uh, ended up breaking down. It's like it, it turned into this guy said, okay, we're going we're to have a brand new festival. That's not the big woof. It's going to be a little bit weird. We're going to have uh, artists on both sides of the stage. And we want, want, want you to be one because you're, you're Chuck Hughes. And on the other side of the stage is our artist. His name is Chuck Hugh. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's out of Minneapolis. And it turns out Chuck Yu is a great, he's a, he's a, he's a fantastic illustrator. And, uh, and when we started playing on both sides of the stage with stuff, uh, it, after a while it got to be so confusing. People were like, man, which Chuck are you, man? You, you know, it's like, uh, he's more juxtaposed magazine. And, and, uh, he started out with, uh, the graffiti and stuff and I was more of the dead and, you know, still am. And it's, it's it, but it's, it's like, we started out as a, it was sort of a joke, you know, it's like, well, the, the two chucks are going to play. And he was like, I'll give you a hundred bucks, give you a big uh, piece of canvas. Uh, this is your whole side and we'll feed you. And I was like, feed me? What? You know, this oh, is awesome. Yeah, I'll be there. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but after about the third year, uh, I mean, it started going more towards hip hop and they were like, you know, changing it up to the point where things were costing more money. And he was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, you can come and paint if you want to, but uh, we're not going to feed you. And I was like, oh, you know, and then the year after that, it was, hey, man, you're going to need to give us 20 percent. And I was like, 20 percent of what? And he's like, 20 percent of the, of the money you're going to make. And I was like, no, you know, and we, so we, we started breaking up in that in that mode. I, I, so I, I would go out there and all weekend paint on a giant canvas. 
And I, I couldn't figure out how to make money off of that because, I mean, you know, it's like you don't want to sell that for, you know, an affordable amount that's like, you know, oh, here, let's sell it for $200 or something. You know, you want to, no. you know, you want to make it worth worth the, the time you spent or whatever. But so I started breaking it up into smaller pieces that were, you know, two foot by four foot uh, pieces of board. And that allowed me to sort of play with each band. Like every time a band came out, I just, I coated it black. And uh, I would use uh, regular white and, and uh, a couple of colors with all the black light uh, color, like UV reflective colors. And that's when, you know, it's like we could paint all night. Then we didn't have to stop, you know, when it got dark or whatever. But I could play paint with every single band and be like, oh, it sounds like this. It sounds like a chicken. No, it's a dinosaur. What? You know, it's like, play, <laughs> this, is, this is green. No, it's blue now. You know, and it's just, just play it. And that was, that was, that was the beautiful thing, man, where it's, that's what I, I think I, I always wanted to do something like that, but I didn't know how, or I wasn't sure, you know, how do you even go about trying that or setting it up or, you know, I mean, it was just, it was like luck of the draw four or five times in a row uh, to so kind of get doing it that- you're doing that with Wookie Foot now, still? I still do it with Wookie Foot. I, I, uh, I've missed them for, I mean, this is the first year I missed Wookie Ween. Like, they always have a Wookie Foot Halloween party. And uh, it was the first time I had to miss it because it was like the uh, money, you know, I was I was out of money. I had to go do a job and I was too far away. But uh, this, but every year, man, they throw the they throw the party, man. They 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 started out in the early days. They were doing uh, uh, Make Believe. That was one of their albums, uh, Make Believe. And it was yeah. about, you know, believe it, you yeah. see it, you know, and, and they, the stuff they preach is, I mean, that's, that's the second gospel in my world. It's like, you know, the dead right was the first. and Wookiee, Wookiee foot has, had, they brought it on. Uh, they're, they're the most humble, sweet people. And, uh, I mean, they, but they, they throw a party just like, I mean, just as good as the dead used to do, in my opinion. I mean, it's like, they, they it's so much love and family and uh, they they care about the, the planet. They care about each other. You know, they care about you know taking care of each other. And it's literally it's a family. And uh, they they've done such a good job. That's good to hear because, like I said, we just got turned on to them, and you can feel you can that feel it and through it, the music. And I, I have never heard that. Like, um, I'm a late bloomer, deadhead. <laughs> I'm you know seven years younger than Aaron, so I you know in the '90s I was still fairly young, so I never my first interaction was um, I think Rat Dog with. Um, Further, no, further. Oh, further. further. It was further. Oh, further. That's right. You got a little taste then. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I did. Yeah. I did get a little taste. And um, but Wookie Foot, they just really speak my language, and and they, I love their upbeat tempo and their silliness and their fun, and that is just something that you talking about how sweet they are and how cool. Like I can really dig that because yeah, it seems like it just comes out really well through the music. And I I, I listened. Every- Ever since he told us about them, like that "You're It" album, yeah. Every day last week yeah. that I, I I I run like three days a week, and yeah. every day that I ran, I listened to that album last week. That and just got to know it. You know, you know how you get to know music, and I got sure. to know it, and I got to know them, and I I I don't. It's the strangest thing, man. Ever since starting this podcast, like I always felt a connection with musicians and artists and stuff. But ever since starting the podcast, it's like somebody turned that radio station in my brain up to 11. And I, I feel this connection with certain people like with you and and with them and other artists and musicians that I've come across lately where it's like, this is family. This isn't just another person out there. This is part of my tribe. And I need That's to right. know them. 
I need to know this person for whatever reason, even if nothing ever comes of it, just so that I can meet them and look them in the eye like I'm doing with you right now and say, thank you, brother. Thank you for what you've done for me. And I feel you out here. And it, and it's you, whatever you're doing, fucking keep doing it, man, because <laughs> we're feeling it. And, and they're the same thing. Like we we've reached out to them and hopefully they'll get back to us, man. We want to get them to come talk to us just for the same thing like i just i just want to say thank you and i just want to meet you and i just want to hear the story of how the hell are you doing what you're doing because it's blown my mind and you know i you and i look i you said you graduated high school in what year uh 85 okay so you're four years older than me We're, we're the same age basically and we've had our minds blown over and over and over again. And so to be 46 years old and have things blow my mind now where I'm like, okay, I've been around the block and I know the score and I know how the game is played and I know, I know what's what to some degree. And then if somebody come out of left field like that and shake your ground, dude, man, seriously. Yeah. I tell you, man, that's, I I agree completely. And that's a, the, I, I don't know how well, I do know how I, I ended up in Minnesota like following a girl that you know ended up being my baby mama and, uh, and she's <laughs> awesome she was deadhead also that was very helpful you know but uh, when when we got out here the, the music scene in Minneapolis is second to none man it's, it's one of the best I've ever encountered in my whole life and uh, Wookie Foot when they got I'll, I'll warn you like the early the, uh, the first album or two uh, it, it'll remind you of those punk rock roots a little bit, somewhat, because they were. They, they, Mark Murphy, the the the, the writer, the head fella, and everything was like explaining to me one time, just out of a casual conversation. It was like, man, it's hard to do those early songs again. Uh, uh, there was something called Bastards of Babylon. Was it like I think that's one of the albums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's like he said, you know, the, the stuff that was on there, we were seriously angry. You know, we were really pissed about the way stuff was going, and you could hear it on that. I mean, but but they still would like you know draw enough love out of it to make it valuable. Uh, but he said, you know, nowadays it's. He said, I'm, I have found my tribe. You know, I've, we've created this big, beautiful family, and I love so much that I, I. It's hard to do those angry songs anymore. And I was like, wow, that's that's really cool, man. That's you know, they came from Portland. And just happened to go to Minneapolis, and uh, wow, things, things, uh, man. I, I guess we needed them, you know, because it was yeah. just the right. Yeah, yeah. and but, you know, yeah, but, it's funny. You're talking about him saying, you know, he, he made this tribe, and that's what we're doing with the show. Is is uh, expanding that? Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> we're 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 not trying. We are creating are. a tribe, and and we're finding our people out there that have been doing it and and that it's working for and that have made a home in this other world and it's really fucking cool to know that you guys are out there man because because for me i mean i when when jerry passed away i left the scene dead inside because it just just falling apart like you said it was just getting bad man and <laughs> i got into heroin for years and and was really fucked up and and coming back and finding that it's all still here and alive and man ain't no place dude. like home brother no kidding dude you're right you're right man and i'm glad you made it back brother that's that's an intense that's been a, a terrible They've had an epidemic the last two years. I mean, I think we've lost like 20 people 
in our tribe. You know, and it's like, what are they doing? What's going on? And, and you know, there's been a lot of uh, conversation about, well, they know darn well not to do that. You know, and you know, there's plenty of things to do that you can you can find your bliss. You can u- utilize that with your bliss. You know, there's lots of things that won't kill you. And you know, we've got to find find a way to get people away from that. And it's like we we've, we've lost like 20 people in the last two years, and it's just been, you know, it's been devastating to a degree because it's like these some of these people were not sad people or, or I mean, it was just like, you know, they had found a, a new, a new high that they were enjoying. And I guess they didn't think it would hurt them or the way it did or something. And but. it is that simple, Chuck, isn't it? Like you just trying to find a new way to like identify or a new way to explore yourself or a new way to have fun. And then it, it ends just like that. So if people like you and people like us, like Wookie Foot, the dead, they just continue to make their genuine art and people get inspired by that. That's the ripple that they talk about, that they sing about, you know, that your ripple that you put out where now it's not one picture, but it's like a dozen shirts everywhere across the country that you know something that you put out there like i just think it's awesome i think it's awesome that the art you're creating um crosses in with the art we're creating crosses into the art that a whole tribe of people are creating and if we keep doing stuff like this you know maybe we'll um instead of lose 20 people we'll gain another 20 people you know in our tribe or 40 or whatever (laughs) oh man I agree. You know, it, it is it is exactly like that too. That's I've, I've noticed when I'm up there painting. You know, I, for a while I was getting grumpy because I would be like in the zone. I'd be like, you know, tranced out or whatever's happening, and just like you know, completely listening to what they're doing and you know, following along with my eyes to see you know, make sure I'm not going to paint in the air or whatever. You know, but people would run <laughs> up and have to give me a hug. You know, they'd be like, "Hey, man! Hey, hey, man! Hey, what?" You know, like it, it would wake me up or whatever, and. <clears throat> you know, if for a second or two, I would be like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, I'm painting with the band or whatever. And I'd stop and give him a hug and talk for 20 minutes. You know, and it's like, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to be painting. Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you're up there painting, you, you would hear the, the, the band would do something and the whole crowd would go. Wah! And you would you could feel the band feel that because in the next little bit, they would do something else to like, you know, try to evoke that again or whatever. And it's like. You know the dudes that are selling the stuff across. You know they're the spin toys and all that stuff. Those people are out there spinning, and you know people are surrounding those guys, going, "Wow, this flow art is beautiful." You know, it's like everybody's like a part of this big crazy. The the tribe is active. You know, everybody's a part of it somehow. Whatever they're holding down is adding to it. You know, and so we are. So Chuck, you know, I think we're. Uh, adding, you've uh, been um, touring that scene for a little while. You said like eleven years now. Yeah, eleven years. What what what's the scene there? What kind of people are are going out there? What are you seeing? Like you know, those people that are running up and hugging you, and the people that are making the band go crazy. What are these people like now? They're us from from the eighties. You know, <laughs> they're us. You know, they're us. us. They're us. It's you know, the, I would say that you know, the older the, the older we are, the more we still resemble hippies. I would say, but and the newer kids. <laughs> Are a little bit more EDM, maybe you know, electronic dance music, and they, you know, maybe they're wearing weird pant, you know, fuzzy pants and weird boots and stuff. <laughs> it's like Wookie Foot brought that out of us too, where they were saying, you know, come, bring your cape, bring your, you know, bring your costume, come out, and you know, we're gonna play. This whole weekend's about, you know, be fearless and play. That's what we're gonna do, you know, and yeah. and then you you take some of that back with you into the into you know at when you're when you're driving home. And you get out to you know get out of the car, you're getting ready to get some gas or something. You look across the, the parking lot and you see one of us. You know, it's like, hey, that guy looks like us, or he's one of us. You know, and 
go strike up a conversation or something. Be like, hey man, are you going out to the show? And they'd be like, what show? You know, be like, oh man, let me let me turn you on to this. And you know, then they'd be like, well, maybe I can make it out tomorrow. You know, and they become a part of the tribe before the end of the weekend. We call it, you know, welcome home, man. You know, like Harmony uh, Harmony Park, Harmony Music Park in Minneapolis or um, in Minnesota is our home away from home type thing. And uh, when you go there, everybody, the first thing, they, you know, when you're driving into the park, people will be like, welcome home. You know, and it's like, oh, and if you don't, cool. don't know yeah. it, you, know, it's, it's, you learn it by the end of the weekend for sure. But, and literally when I was going through my divorce, didn't have a place to go, didn't have a home and went out there for the, for the following weekend. And it was like, you know, welcome home. And I mean, it never meant so much to me that that oh. weekend was like, you know, more family than I, I could have ever wished for. I was like, thank you. Woo. We're definitely, Beautiful. we're definitely going to make it out there for something. Yeah. yeah. I, that was never on my map. I, just, I had no idea about Minnesota being uh, second to none. Like you said, yeah, it, that's crazy. Crazy. I know I got here, came here from Alabama and the Carolinas, not even knowing. I mean, I, I couldn't tell the difference between Minnesota and Wyoming or whatever, you know, they were all the same <laughs> kind of like Midwest was all one big clump of land. I was like, there's no beach there, you know. There's very, there's not that many there's not that many mountains around, you know. What's 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 there? But it's it's because we get these hellacious winters, and everybody goes into the, you know it's like okay this goes to 30, 30 below, so we're gonna stay inside and play music all weekend, and we have you know parties where they'll play music, and I'll you know I'll set up on one side, and I'll have like three or four artists, you know everybody's playing and working together, and by the end of the weekend, I mean our you know we refilled our souls, and everybody's happy again. We can go out and face Mother Nature, and you know. Uh, well, I guess it's more like old man winter at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is, um, is art your, your primary mode of sustaining yourself or do you have a day job? It's uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I, I lost a marriage from it and I'm in the mode of, I actually, I've just moved out of my vehicle. I've been uh, nomadic for a year and a half since I, since the, the divorce, but it was like, it was easier. You know, I'd come home to see the kids for three days. I mean, I'd come just hang out with them. At that night, I'd go back out. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Wednesday night, I'd drive off to the next, the, the next, whatever, the show or the mural or whatever it was going to be and uh, work all weekend, come home, see the kids again. And it's like, it's been, uh, it's been like that for, I mean, literally 11 years uh, as a, you know, it's either uh, a wall mural or live art has kept me alive. And uh, 26 years since college, I've been like doing wall murals for 26 years, man. I got them all over. Wow. It's kept me. What what do you have in Portland? I want to, I want to go visit a piece in Portland. Um, There's two of them. Uh, Mellow Moods is a Mellow Moods. You know, the, the, uh, the artwork in there is that's the, they, they had, they flew me out and said, come, come paint out here too, man. They've got a couple in Montana and, uh, uh, a couple of one was in Fargo or it was like Fargo Moorhead. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota is so they're they're still really conservative about certain things and like sure. type of things. We're we're harsh right. for that for a little while. But they've got seven shops. I mean, I've gone around and painted those shops. So there's two of them in Portland, and uh, the mother the mothership store has this big giant red background with a huge black tree, and they started using that as their logo. And you know, I've got the uh, oh yeah, man. Actually, check it out. Uh, 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 there's like this picture of this guy that's like uh, holding the uh holding a watermelon with a bolt on it yeah and, and i i i won i won the regional 
contest. It was like Dick's Picks was like saying, okay, man, we're going to change up the album covers and we're going to let people submit stuff. And I, I, I won the regional, but I lost to the Fractals, you know, the last course I guess, 10 years or whatever those fractals they, they beat me and i was like Durr! but they gave me the whole <laughs> i got the whole dick's picks up to 24 at that point that's like a thousand dollars worth of music you know and i was like okay that's wow. cool but i was sitting there with this picture that was like well what am i gonna do with this and mellow moves was like hey man we might want that and so we ended up re- reworking it to where it doesn't say grateful dead it just says mellow mood keeping it mellow since 77 or whatever that they're or 97 i guess they're young guys yeah, but uh, yeah, man. That's, uh, Portland was Portland was good to me. Apparently, they uh, you guys have uh, there's a, a high a high number of people that are uh, very qualified to be uh, art critics. You know, like they, oh, they yeah. apparently it's like a little bit of a you know a little yeah. bit of stuff. But they said, hey, we haven't had one bad comment on your murals. I mean, that, that's the one thing we can give you from here. I was like. Wow, that's cool. I should be a part of your club then. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to go that far. I was like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'll tell you, but, man, yeah. it, the Portland Portland has has definitely sunk its hooks in this family. Um, we moved out here a year and a half ago from Vegas, and uh, living in Vegas is a trip, man. Like, it, it was it was difficult for me. Melanie didn't have a hard time living there, but it was difficult for me, man. I never felt like I fit. I felt like a round peg in a square hole big time. And, you know, um, moving up here, I found a place where the the vibe fits me. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I felt like I was home. When I came up here to visit, I was like, wow, I, I never want to leave, man. And it's cool. It's cool to find the place where you vibe and then just see yourself unfolding and it's it's funny you're talking about you know doing this for 11 years and like you've had to trust yourself in that 11 years you know you've had to you've had to rely on your talent and your and your gift and it's very admirable i have to say yeah i i'm envious of that i think that's amazing and for me i i have these talents and these things that i've always like i'll go to the point where it, it can be great. And then I pull myself back and ruin it on purpose for some fucked up weird reason. Right. Right. Never trusting all the way that I could I could sustain myself on that. And you're catching me right now at the beginning of my fuck it. You know what I mean? Really? Like where I said, hey! fuck it, man. You know what? This is this is it. I'm doing this. I'm planting my flag. And this is going to this is going to take my family to the next level. And so Dang, it's cool to, to hear yeah. that and, and to see like, you know what, man? You you look happy, brother. Your eyes. Yeah, you your have eyes a really good happy. glow to you. you I, I have to say. smile on your face. Like <laughs> you can see that that thing has fed you and, and has made you happy and that thing about play you've you've mentioned it several times now where it's all about you know fearless play and having fun and when you let go into that thing and and let yourself be there ain't nothing else like that brother i agree man i agree completely yeah yeah and and so this been this is I'm so glad to be able to talk with you guys because I mean uh, knowing that you're out there in Portland too it's like makes makes everything feel a little closer. 
Huh? Yeah, yeah, you got family, man. Yeah. Like we've we've told a few people this, and I'll say it to you, dude. Like, if you ever want to come out, we got a big thirty-eight hundred square foot house with a dog and lots of green and, and lots of love, and man. Love, and you know. You got family in Portland, man. If you ever need a place to land, let us know. You know. Awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah, that's and, very cool. And, and we will make it out there for Wookie Foot. I promise you that. Yeah, because now that it's that's on gonna the map. be a pilgrimage for my ass. I gotta see them. I gotta see Dude, them. Dude, yeah, yeah. I I will make sure uh, if we yeah, we communicate in, in beforehand. A lot of times the tickets go pretty fast, so we should we should stay in touch and stuff. But uh okay. you know, I, I, I wanna make sure I'll, I'll I'll bug them and let them know, hey man, this is you know, these guys need to need to come out here. This is something huge, you know. And they they yeah, yeah. I mean I think that, I think yeah, if we can get them to talk with you on the show, then it'll be a shoe in man because they'll, they'll love you as much as i do and that's that, that'd oh, be thanks, great man yeah I, so last but not i just want to one more thing so you've been in this flow for 11 years well man. more than that but, you've just been doing but the, no but like festival a, yeah the festival thing is what i'm talking about and like doing this thing and it's took you all over the place and and you've learned this thing like you you've learned how to play music with your paintbrush right <laughs> And which is a fucking mind blower for me. It's like what you just described doing on stage is is like everything I always wanted to do. Like I went to graphic design school and art school to learn how to do that thing. Like, uh, and what's the moment for you? Do you have one moment that stands out that you were like, wow, there is no place else on the whole planet. I'd rather be than right here, right now. Do you have, oh, a, do you have yeah. a time that you can remember? Man, I would say like, there was like there was at least twice when it was like the early days. Like the, the I, I know the first the first weekend I stayed so busy and I, you know there was so much magic going on. I never took the time to breathe. Really, JoJo from Wookie Foot <laughs> did stop me for a second. He said, "Hey, come here, come here." He said, "Don't scare the hippies." I was like, "What?" And I turned around and when he said that. I turned around and like half the faces that were up there in the trees and stuff were like not demonic but they were scary look because they were playing some pretty heavy music on stage and i was just going with the flow and not yeah i didn't really realize what was going to happen i didn't really i've never done it like that i've done plenty of murals i've done you know lots of illustration work that's like after you know, post grateful dead and all so i knew that it would turn out fine but it was still like you know i was painting on giant canvases so i wasn't really you know i, I hadn't gotten to that point where i was tuned into each band specifically you know it's more of a you know, I guess, you know, it was just like, just you know, continually fed the flow all weekend rather than, you know, uh, each band is its own entity sort of, you know, and, uh, but halfway, I mean, I, I guess it was the second year, I, I, something happened. I mean, I was right in the middle of like painting and the music, the music had gone soft for a second. It was starting to build and I was listening to it and not, you know, trying not to pay attention to what I was doing, but I was like on the verge of tears where it was like, Gosh, this is amazing! And I can't believe the music's so beautiful. We're at the, you know, the everybody's here. We've got all of our friends. The, the the weather was perfect. Everything was perfect. It's like I'm I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, you know, for my whole life. And this moment is just so awesome. I can't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to cry because I don't want it to. You know, I don't want anything to mess up this moment. You know. And I think that that was when it's like it was like oh this this is you know this is working. This is where I wanted to be and. Yeah, you know, I mean, lots of time. I mean, when I was doing that stuff with the Grateful Dead, I mean, those moments were also beautiful. Where it's like had the headphones on, and you know, they they play something that would just go perfectly into something else, and and right at that moment, you'd connect two dots or something, and be like, oh yeah, you know. But it was like a small scale version of if you're doing it big, you know, and you're painting paint stuff, and that dot 
connection happens. It's almost like, you know, you're orchestrating or doing something to, you know, that, that's magical. Yeah, you're conducting up there. Uh, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> but wow, yeah, man. you really are like, I, I think maybe because you've been doing it so long. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know you. So I don't know how, how deep your head goes, but you're doing something that's so magical and you don't even deem it as magical anymore because it's been going on for so long. But if you kind of step back from Chuck and see this guy named Chuck painting and doing his thing like that is so that's worth the money right there. Forget about even the finished piece. The energy <laughs> that you're pouring into that that material is that's amazing. You're like like he said, you're learning how to play music and you're the conductor. You're the go between. That's, that's I don't yeah. know. But thank you. I like Thanks. that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So bring in bring in like a you know we have these fantastic psychedelic experiences with these bands and it's such a personal thing you know what i mean and and it's it's what connects us right and we can talk about it and share it but inside of our heads there's this world that nobody else ever gets to see right and these experiences and these shapes and colors and movements that nobody else has ever seen and you've figured out how to take the music and manifest it on a canvas Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, I'm apparently yeah, you're, yeah. Bravo. Bravo. you know what's going on too. Uh, and, and, he and does like know said, what's I, going on, Chuck. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and it, now that we've reached your you know, fuck it moment and you're about to dive in, you know, that's I'm, I'm applauding you, man. That's, that's a huge step. There's a lot of people that wish they could and they don't. And here you are, you know, you're about to dive into the into the great blue <laughs> there is you know what man there's nothing else there's nothing else that matters besides you know there's my family and that includes you and and there's that and yeah. i trust i trust that thing i i do it's taken me a long Dude. time to wrap my head around it and and to, to be okay with saying i do trust it but fuck it yeah. man you know what there yeah. is nothing else and there's there ain't no place i'd rather be <laughs> Yeah. yeah so I yeah. love you man I'm glad we got to have this talk dude and and you know what like I said and I mean it from the bottom of my heart you got family in Portland and um, absolutely yeah. that that smile that you're giving us that's that's a home smile Chuck awesome. yeah. definitely yeah. so let's let's well, stay I, I, in touch man for sure let's, let's stay it. in touch yeah absolutely and um yeah. When oh, Wikifoot yeah. plays, we'll, we'll, we'll come and say hi. Yes, yes. You, you come visit me. I'll come visit you. And uh, I'll get you one of the new man. Instead of the banjo shirts, we're going to do a Mando shirt next. And be like, oh, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Cool, yeah, brother. Thank well, you thanks, so thanks much. for taking time with yeah, us today, thank man. Thank you for coming. Well, coming out to the porch and talking with us for, you know, <laughs> over an hour. Totally appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Melanie. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you guys. I love you. And thanks for yeah, thanks for bringing. Love you. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I'll, always, my friend. You take care, man. Right, we'll talk Chuck. soon. Peace. All right. Peace. <laughs> love you, man. Bye bye. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, 
I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.